right. Um, we'll get started here. Let me update you, uh, you guys, on, on our injury situation uh, out of this football game. So Ron Brooks uh, left calf uh, left calf contusion. It's a it's a it's a deep bruise. It's, it's significant. Um, again, his is his is a day to day uh, situation there. Uh, Jason Kelsey uh, plantar fasciitis. Um, uh, he'll actually be out. Both of these guys will be out of our practice on Wednesday. Uh, coming up, won't practice Wednesday. We'll, we'll, they're both day to day. Michael Kendricks uh, had just a rib contusion. Again, same thing. We'll hold him out. Uh, on Wednesday's practice. Uh, Marcus Smith has a right groin strain, um, should be fine. Uh, we'll just hold him on Wednesday. And then Benny Logan, uh, his left groin strain, uh, his is a little more significant, um, probably a week-to-week uh, deal uh, injury with, with Benny, and uh, but we'll keep monitoring that uh, every, every day. Brian Brayman, uh, Jordan Matthews, uh, Leo, and Rodney uh, McLeod. Rodney got a right uh, AC shoulder sprain in this game, but both of those are all four of those guys will be good uh, to practice on uh, on Wednesday. Coach, you could get if Leo's back, but then now you have another injury with another quarterback. At some point, you're going to have to change what you do on game day, have more quarterbacks up. Well, you know, we, we brought up uh, a CJ last week, obviously, to the active, but um, you know, this is this is the National Football League, and, and with uh, with the limited uh, roster size that you have, I mean, it's just it's the nature that's the nature of the business, and uh, you know, injuries are going to happen. We just got to uh, make sure our guys are healthy and fresh. But uh, we have uh, we have combinations of guys that uh, obviously we we've worked throughout camp and, and first part of the season. So um, you know, we'll we'll attack it uh, we'll attack it again this week. After the game, you kind of indicated that uh, Big V will be your right tackle against the Vikings, but after watching the film, is he, is he going to start on Sunday against the Vikings? Yes. What's your thinking behind that, Doug? You know, you, you look at it from a certain perspective, then you get a chance to come in today and watch it again, um, and and uh, you, you get a different perspective. Uh, felt like he slow start, but really settled in nicely um, throughout the game. And listen, there were, was it perfect? Was it pretty? No. Were there assignment errors? Yes. And, you know, I'm not going to stand here and point the finger at, at Big V because that's not what happened. There's enough mistakes all around in this football game uh, that, that cost us this game. And, um, you know, uh, uh, but I thought as the game progressed, he, he settled in nicely and, uh, and did some good things. So you can take with a, you know, a a rookie quarterback back there and a, an inexperienced right tackle when you have other options. In fact, you thought this summer that the best option was to have Allen out there uh, with Wisniewski at guard, two veterans. Um, and now you have a rookie that's in charge of protecting you know, a very valuable piece for you. Listen, there's, uh, there's a risk every time they take the field. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, plain and simple. Every time we take the field, there's a risk. And uh, regardless of uh, whether it be a rookie or a veteran out there playing, um, I, I can't get caught up in that. I, I'm not going to necessarily worry about that as much as my focus is to get V ready to go. And listen, he'll be a lot better this week. He's now got a full game under his belt, um, and and that's valuable experience that he can learn from going into this week. Wiz. Yeah, it'll be Wiz. It'll be Wiz. And are you concerned about Kelsey missing Sunday? No. No. Yeah. yeah. So is, is 
B, do you consider B your best option at right tackle if that's the best scenario for right now? Or is the idea of developing him and getting him experience so that he can be a better player down the road a bigger part of this? Why are you doing what you're He gives us the best opportunity to win right now, and he's he is our backup right tackle right now. Um, Therefore, he's he's going to play, and he's gonna he's gonna gain valuable experience week in and week out. Okay, so that yeah. scenario having him at right tackle is better than in a perfect world having two guard and guard. Pretty sure it's what he's doing. Yes, yes. Doug, you said before that you know you want to let Jim kind of do his own thing with the defense. You would only kind of intervene if you saw something you didn't like. Have you reached that point? No. Um, there's no panic uh, by no no stretch of the mat. No panic whatsoever. Uh, I talked to Jim this morning. We we kind of went through it, and I watched the watched the defensive side of the ball. And and listen, I, it's it just comes down to players making plays, and and um, you know it it's um, the guys are disappointed. The players are disappointed. They they know. Uh, they they know how they played, and they 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 felt it after the game. And the guys that have been here already this morning. Um, no, and and uh, uh, it's just ownership. But uh, by no means um, will will have I or will I at this point, you know, make any any decisions on that side of the ball right now. Doug, Doug, and not and not and going with Big V over the double move of having Barber sprint outside and whiz. Which one concerns you more in the, in that double move? Is it moving Barber to to right tackle, or is it putting Wisniewski in that right left guard? Yeah, because Barber right now, you know, he he's been playing really well at left guard, and uh, um, you know, it's a whole new position going from left guard to right tackle. You're out there on an island, and uh, um, it's just a uh, making a double switch like that um, is tough. Even though it is two veteran players, that's a tough switch, and. Uh, you know, we did things in this football game to, to, to help, whether it be sliding protections or chips or whatever we needed to do uh, to help him, and we'll continue to, to monitor that as, as we go, as we put game plans together in these, in these next couple of weeks. Did you do enough? Getting back to your defense, 230 yards rushing, your front seven is supposed to be the strength of your team. It looked like it was just physically manhandled. Why does that happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I would agree that, uh, you know, we got our tail kicked uh, up front this, this, this game. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's an obvious. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a pride thing. It comes down to each man, you know, taking ownership in their, in their jobs, in their assignments. Um, as coaches, we got to make sure our players are in the right positions to make plays. And at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it, it's each man, uh, each man to himself collectively and then as a group. You know, coming together and, and making making plays. It it's surprising that that you know a team could could run the ball uh, for for that many yards against us uh, with with the way we play and attack on defense. But at the same time, I will give the Redskins credit for um, getting after us up front, really on both sides of the both sides of the line of scrimmage. Well, following up on that, Doug, uh, your offense, your front four alignment leaves more natural gaps or wider natural gaps, and a lot of it falls on linebackers to be aggressive. Is that where you saw some of the failing in, the, in that second line? Sometimes linebackers get caught you know, behind blocks. Sometimes uh, we don't get the penetration we need up front. Um, guys begin to two-gap just a little bit more than what, what Jim teaches, and, 
and uh, you know Coach Wilson, and, and you know we pride ourselves on getting upfield. That's where you can disrupt blocks is by getting upfield, and it creates space for your linebackers to come downhill and flow. And and when that's not synced up all the time, that's where you can get behind blocks, and that's where your your big running lanes can come from. Before this game, the way the offense has been able to hold the ball, like the time of possession, that's kind of masked some of the you know, problems on defense that you guys have had. Well, we, we've got our own set of issues, you know, obviously on offense, and, and we've got. Uh, you, know, you look at this football game too, and it comes down to penalties and third down, uh, which it did almost uh, a week ago. Um, you know, we averaged our average third down distance was third and ten in this football game, and uh, it's tough to overcome. And penalties uh, set us back on on first or second down, and, and, and gave us some longer situations. So, you know, we've got to clean that up offensively because then collectively that handles. Um, the time of possession and the fact that we can stay on the field and, and keep our defense and keep them fresh and rested. And, and the last couple of weeks, offensively, we haven't been able to do that. Why, why hasn't, Those why? penalties showed up, it seems, right after the bye. I mean, you, you guys were getting lauded by the national league. Do you correlate that, number one, and number two, with already? Are you thinking, okay, the next time I have a bye, I'm going to do this? No, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, um, change anything that way I, I think it just you know it just comes down to uh, the communication from from me to the team to the staff um, disciplining disciplining ourselves in practice focusing on the little things the little things will take care of big things um, and, and those are all those are all part of the game and and again the players know the coaches know you know we can't we can't keep keep putting ourselves in these situations and and um, you know it's unfortunate um, that that is happening right now, but it's something we have to address and clean up. Doug, when you guys give up 21 points in the first half, back-to-back weeks, uh, what does that say about just the guys being ready to play? But do you think that's an issue that they just haven't been kind of ready on both sides of the ball early in games? Well, well you know, this game, um, the guys came out, they came out ready. Um, you know, Washington, you know, punts. Uh, early, uh, of course, we punted early, and then you know they put a drive together. We had we had a couple penalties in there that kept some drives going. I know Kirk Cousins scrambled on one that gave him a first down, <clears throat> things of that nature. And then um, <clears throat> then the defense steps up. You get a pick six. You get a kickoff return. You're right back in the football game at 14-14, and you're looking for that one spark. And uh, um, you know. We were hoping at that time that that was going to be our spark. And then off- offensively, we've got to do more offensively um, to stay on the field and-, and to keep our defense off the field. That's what we saw in the first three games. We were able to control the ball, not only you know plays, but, but the time of possession. So uh, it works. That's the beauty of football. It-, it works. All three phases have to be in sync for this thing to happen. Doug, why is Zach Ertz been more of a focal point in the offense? Well, he had opportunities yesterday, um, you know. Uh, yeah, well, and, you know, listen, um, there were plays designed, you know, not necessarily with him being the first progression, but there were there were plays where, where Carson, you know, based on the progression, the read could have could have thrown him the ball a couple of times. Um, and and. You know, you got one football, and you, you know we asked Carson to go through his read, and if he's the guy, he's the guy. 
but but he is a big part of the offense, and, and we got to continue, and I've got to continue with with Frank and the guys to to still figure out and find ways to get him get him open and get him get him the ball. As a player, right and wrong, uh, actually specifically the last two sacks that that uh, What would you like to have seen in, in that situation? Well, on the second and six. Um, you know, again, that was a that was a play designed to, to to get the ball down the field. He had an opportunity again. Zach Ertz was the guy underneath, you know, and that's the that's the thing about just understanding situational football. These are the things with young quarterbacks. Sometimes you, you kind of lose lose sight of in, in the heat of the battle, um, and 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 Carson understands that and, and he knows that. And and then on the last one, you just you just can't put yourself in that situation. You know, it was a, it was a two deep man coverage and and. Uh, you know, he had opportunity to have to slide and move in the pocket, but at the same time, um, in those situations, knowing again the situation uh, and the coverage you, you should expect, um, and we should expect that uh, the ball's got to come out of your hand. Because if we complete the ball on a third and long, then it gives us an opportunity to go for it on fourth down and not have to punt the ball back. Did you think Cameron talked to Vitae yesterday? I did. People want to focus on Big B. How many other problems? How much time do we have? I, I mean, listen. This is this wasn't a perfect football game. I, it's not a perfect football game. We made enough mistakes on offense to 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 keep ourselves. We kept ourselves out of the end zone. You know, uh, two field goals is not good enough to win. And and um, you know, we there's enough there's enough to go around. Uh, everybody, me included, that. Uh, um, and I and I beat myself up all the time as far as am I putting the am I making the right calls am I putting the guys in the right situations by play call by design am I helping if I need to have help and you know so I beat myself up too and, and, and it starts with me because I'm the one calling the game so you know but there's enough mistakes. Yeah, I mean there's 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 problems uh, and and issues that we have to address um, with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know um, he'll come in and he'll tell you that probably wasn't his perfect, wasn't his best uh, yesterday, um, and and you know again you're on the road, you get two wide, good rush D ends, and and you do everything you can to chip both edges. That was kind of the mo going in on on in those situations, and um, again it's it's something that. Uh, it, it comes down to each man, you know, just doing their job, doing their assignment. That's kind of been my message throughout camp and throughout the early part of the season and and uh, just making sure that we, uh, um, as coaches, have our players ready to go and, and detail their assignments. So, along those lines, too, the tight end targets were down considerably yesterday, I think four between the three of them, and Sproles only one target, second-leading receiver. How much of that was the product of having to ship on both ends? A little bit, because uh, it takes your, you know, your tight end a little bit out of the game. Um, from the standpoint, he's not necessarily down the field, down the field, uh, um, running routes. But at the same time, that type of defense, because of the, the way they play their zone defense, they're such a soft three deep zone that that those those routes can become very important for you as a quarterback. And and again, those are all. Um, and then you could have seen, you know, tight end targets up. You could have seen running back targets up. Um, and and you know it's just uh, again it, it's kind of the it's kind of the, the 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 growth the maturity of of where we are um, 
Carson learning the game, understanding the situation, and he'll just listen. He'll get better with each time he takes the football. He got to, you know, this is his fifth start, and and we're expecting, you know, the world out of him, and, and we put a lot on his shoulders now, and uh, um, he's handled it extremely well. Are you able to call the game you want with so much attention going to helping out by that? I am. I am actually, and you know, we do a lot of things with jet protections and slide protections that that it's an easy thing to do, just with a simple call, and and uh, the backs can still get in their spots and still do their 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 routes. We did enough five man protection in this game too that uh, was able to get uh, get get all five guys out in the route. Um, so yeah, I, I was you know I was comfortable there. Doug, the problem you're seeing with lack of discipline and the penalties and the sloppiness. Are they showing up in practice? Are they an issue during the week? There's a few. You know, we've been working the silent count these last couple of uh, last couple of days because we've been on the road, and and uh, with the silent count always comes the issue of can the tackles and tight ends and, and the false starts and things like that come into play? Yeah, um, and and you see one or two of those throughout the course of the week, um, and then of course you're seeing it you're seeing it you know uh, in in the games, but. We continue. We're going to continue to work silent count. You know, we're we're back home this week, so we can we can use a little bit more of our live and, and normal cadences, which is a little bit easier for our tackles and tight ends to get off the football. Um, but uh, you know, it's an area that I'll address with the football team. How do you think Carson responded uh, after the initial struggles on offense? I thought he bounced back and did did a nice job. You know, he stood in there and he delivered the football, made a couple of nice nice. Uh, Throws on the run out of the pocket. It was unfortunate the one came back on a on a penalty, um, but uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he stood in there and did a nice job. You know, as the as the game wore on. You know, players players do see that, and 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 that's just a sign of a, of a mature um, quarterback, and, and and that's the type of guy that Carson is, and and you know he's hard on himself, um, and and uh, you know he he understands that those situations he can't take those uh, those sacks obviously in those situations he knows that ball's got to come out, uh, whatever he can do to get you know the ball lower six inches whatever. Um, you know, Zach making the play, you know, it's a touchdown on the play. Um, you know, the guys, when, when, he, when he takes ownership that way, um, the guys really do understand and, and see that this is, this is a kid that you can rally around and, and support and, and, uh, because he's, he's, a tough, he's a tough kid now and he's going to stand in there and, and take a lot of shots and, um, and rightfully so. But, uh, yeah, the guys do take notice of that. You've always said that uh, execution is paramount. You don't care if the opponent has your entire playbook. If you execute, you're going to be all right. Correct. Well, you're facing a situation this coming week in which the opponent does have your entire playbook. Is that going to affect at all the way you put, the, put together? One guy game? has my entire playbook. I think Sam Bradford's there. One guy. guy. Well, he might manage to coach. He's got to worry about getting himself ready to play, too. In any case, so, knowing, knowing that, is that going to affect yeah. how you put the You understand my question. How, how I do. We also, uh, back a few years ago, Donovan was in Washington when we played him, and uh, we had a pretty good day. Um, so, listen, I, 
I'm not going to change anything. Will we tweak some stuff? Yes. You know, we still have to get ready. This is a great football team coming in here now. They're undefeated coming off a bye. Um, Sam has obviously um, a good understanding and knowledge of what we do on both sides of the ball. I think where it becomes valuable for a coach um, when a player knows you is just knowing personnel. I think just understanding the types of guys that, that are that are here. He's been a teammate, you know, for a couple of years here, and um, I think that becomes more valuable than than the X's and O's. Because I, I, I if 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 I know Sam and I know I know you know the quarterback position. I mean, he has got to get he's got to get ready for this defense and, and uh, get himself ready to go as well. Do you surprised how well he's played uh, coming in there so late? No. It's just everything I've seen and worked with Sam and how well he picked up our offense here and the execution he had throughout training camp, um, you know, and, and you're seeing a lot of the same concepts offensively with them that, that, that we did here. And, and um, he's a sharp kid and he's a smart kid and, and uh, he's a very accurate thrower. And so I'm not, I'm not surprised the success. He's got great, you know, he didn't, he didn't go to a, you know, a one in 15 team. He went to a playoff caliber team. So, uh, with a tremendous defense, so that that helps as well. Yeah, you know, is uh, at that time, obviously, uh, you're in a two-minute situation. You take the big sack. You know, you end up doing the math on the whole thing. You're going to end up in the same spot whether you take the timeout or you don't. Um, and so, at that point, uh, I elected to take the timeout, save the time, knowing we were going to have to punt. You know, hoping to get a stop on third down, they were going to waste the time. That, you know, run the time there, but we still would have got the ball back with, I think, just under 50 seconds. You know, in the game with an opportunity to, to still go tie it. Okay, thank, thank you, you guys.